Hey everybody, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and if you're not listening to the Racing Boys, then you've got some sort of head problems. You gotta listen to the Racing Boys. Get her done! Track Talk. All right, that was Lee Spencer. We want to thank her for taking the time to join us. She'll be down at DeCoin tonight. Let's bring on the three-time USAC National Sprint Car Champion, Brady Bacon. Brady, how you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, man. Four times, Scott. Huh? Four times. It's four times. It's four time. I, I'm not used to saying four time now. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. I, I, I just I started off that interview just puking all over myself. <laughs> that's great. That's, well, we got it nice. corrected. That's hey, the main thing. Hey, Brady. What, man, did you ever believe when you went over there and started doing what you're doing over there with the non-wing sprint cars that you'd be a four-time non-wing sprint car champion? Did you ever think that that would happen? Um, I mean, when I went and started running for Hoffman's, they had won nine championships. So, um, obviously, the foundation was there to to be able to accomplish something like that. But uh, you uh, you never really look you know out ahead of you that far. It's just kind of one race at a time, one season at a time. And um, now, fortunately, we've been able to put together a, a team that uh, is capable of winning uh, you know championships each year. Well, all I know is, it, Brady, that I, I mean this with the greatest compliment of any driver that I could give this compliment to. And and I mean this, and I always say this about you, and I always pick you when I say this, that you as a driver are the only guy that reminds me of the late, great Jesse Hockett. And, and I know maybe I've said this to you before, but because – you can do it all. You can drive a wing 410 car. You can w- drive a, a, a non-wing 410 sprint car. You can drive a midget. You drive 360 cars. You, you excel in everything that you drive. And for me personally, uh, the the guy that I thought was the best at doing that was Jesse Hockett in his day. And and you fall right into that category. Uh, you have any thoughts about that being c- considered being – on the level of Jesse Hockett, I know who was a great friend of yours. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get that comparison quite a bit. Uh, Jesse Hockett and Brian Clawson, obviously. Right. Um, and I think, uh, you know, in recent years, there have been some guys make a transition, you know, well. Tyler Courtney and then some other guys are trying to do it this year. But uh, I think I've been fortunate to be able to run multiple disciplines at the same time. And I think that's helped me um, kind of keep progressing and, and keep getting better. You know, one arena might be, you know, not be pushing forward very far, but the other one might be making a lot of progress as far as, you know, mechanical things or or driving styles or things like that. And if uh, you kind of keep your feet in, you know, several pools at once, um, the, the tides from the other ones raise you up in, in the one that maybe you were struggling in. So. I think that helps, and it keeps you keeps you fresh, motivated. Doing the same thing over and over and over again can get a little monotonous, and maybe lose your, the, the spark and motivation. But uh, like I said, I'm fortunate to be able to do a, a lot of different things, and it kind of keeps me keeps us motivated and, and keeps us pushing. Yeah, and, and for the most part, you're just the owner driver now, right? I mean, everything that you do is pretty much in your own stuff, isn't it? 
Yeah, we have uh, next year. We'll actually have like seven sprint cars in our shop between our 69 cars that will run for the title, and then some other stuff that we take care of. And I run, um, you know, some local races. Uh, we keep Kelly Hinks midget at the shop, so um, it kind of seems to be what works best for me is to kind of have a little bit more control and uh, know that when I show up to the racetrack, we're prepared. Um, that's kind of the name of the game for us and how uh, we feel like we succeed is uh, to be prepared and know what we got when we get to the racetrack and you're not just showing up with a bag and hoping that someone else did their job. Right. I know you're always hands-on. Listen, I want to go back, I don't know how many years ago it was, but didn't you have an opportunity with Chip Canassi at one point and really all you did was some underground testing, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that right? Yeah, it was just a different... uh, atmosphere and the whole nascar deal money was flowing everywhere um 2006 uh i was doing really well in midgets and brian clausen got injured at wheatland missouri and he was on a ganassi development deal and um pretty much at that time if you were under the age 18 and you won in anything someone tried to sign you mm-hmm. um because it was just that's the way it was back then and um that was actually my first sprint car race at Wheatland that night, and um, after that, I filled in for him for uh, Keith Coons for the remainder of the year, and then got the uh, the Mopar Ganassi development deal for the next two years, and drove for Casey Kane um, as a part of that. And then 2008, obviously, things changed for a lot of people with yep. the economy yep. um, turning directions, and then uh, kind of had to go to plan. Well, I didn't really have a plan B, but had to make a plan B, and um, go back to Oklahoma, and thankfully, Mike and Megan Eubanks gave me uh, the opportunity to kind of get into wing racing, and we did that uh, pretty successfully for a while, mm-hmm. and then kind of made the move back up here to Indiana. Yeah, uh, Brady, you know, I, I've had this discussion with some non-wing sprint car drivers before, and, and this is no disrespect because there's nothing better than watching a good four ten non-wing sprint car race, right? But have you thought about making the transition? You see, guys making the move out of the midgets. You, you see Chris Windham now. He's going to be going over there. Do you ever think about just going over and trying to run a 410 wing car full-time? Uh, if someone write me a big fat check, I could do that no problem. <laughs> but, um, unfortunately, that's not uh, the resources that we have. Don't doesn't allow us to do that. And uh, it is there is more money to be made, but there's also a lot more money to be spent. To make that money so yeah, yeah um i don't really care how big the numbers are on the way to the bottom of the balance sheet as long as i can make the bottom number the biggest that i can make it right right so right if i can reduce my expenses to do that that's just as good as winning more money in my opinion you know i've never asked this so question non-wing sprint car racing is a lot more affordable um a lot more economic than wing sprint car racing and obviously we still do some of both. We won a 12,000 to win 360 race last year, right. wing 360 race, which was my biggest win of the year financially. So um, we do what we can do, but uh, yeah, to, to be, you know, a, a brand new 410 is, you know, getting close to $65,000. So you got to win a lot of races to pay for that. Let me ask you this, Brady. I've never asked this question. Uh, a 410, a, a wing 410 sprint car motor needs to be freshened up, what? every nine, ten nights? Uh, on yeah, a, yeah, 10 to 12. Yeah, on a non-wing car, how many nights can you get out of a 410? 20 to 25. 
So kind of like a, a, a 360 motor, right? You can get you about 20, yeah. 25 out of a 360 motor as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you're cutting your you're cutting your rebuild or your rebuild cost in half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Brady. I, there's so many things that's been going on with you this year and it's so many, so many exciting things. What was the highlight of your career, you think, so far in, in 2021? Um, this year, I think, uh, championship, I don't know if there's one specific highlight, but just, uh, our team kind of being able to show our, um, determination and our ability to bounce back. We had some pretty spectacular crashes, um, that will probably be the part that's remembered most about my 2021, um, I slip over the wall at Terre Haute and then that was scary, um, but we were able to, to come back and, and run, I think, I believe we ran third that night. So that uh that's probably what everyone else will remember the most and i guess i'll probably remember that (laughs) too fortunately i can remember it um so i think that's probably will be what sticks out about 2021 the most is uh being able to kind of overcome some bad hands that we were dealt and still uh, come away with the championship there was some serious altitude there but yes yeah a lot of silence in the air what 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 did what went through your mind? Did could you realize that you were that high up off the ground? No, you just kind of you know once it starts, you just kind of brace yourself and uh, hope it's over soon. But yeah, when you when you do uh, not hear anything or feel anything for that long, you know that you probably were in the air for a while. Right. Right. Hey, Brady, congratulations on the championship. This is Kirk. Uh, you know, another uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, I'll bet you wish Arizona Speedway didn't go away. You always do well at the Western World. No but doubt. also, I'll bet you were bummed out you didn't get to uh, make it three in a row at Knoxville this year. They got rained out up there at the Corn Belt Nationals. Yeah, that was probably one of the biggest disappointments of the year. Um, we've been good at Knoxville in a non-range sprint car. Um, every time we've been there, over the course of almost, I think a decade almost. Um, obviously, we don't go there every year, but that was pretty disappointing. Um, but, you know, the situation just wasn't good, and it rained, and there's nothing you can do about it. But, uh, yeah, Western World, I hope they find a new home for that. We've always had a lot of success, um, regardless of where the track um, is, is what's being held at. We want one at Canyon, Tucson, and Arizona Speedway now. So, or, or what kind of a um, car you're in? You you, you want in all different kinds yeah. of cars at the Western World too? Right. Yeah, I think we've won in maybe four different kind of cars. So, um, yeah, I don't know what it is about that, but it always uh, just seems to be a good race for me. We enjoy going out there. It's obviously <laughs> weather's usually a little nicer out there that time of the year than it is out here. So it's a kind of a welcome time to to get out of the bad weather and get some warmth and um, fortunately for us win some races. You know, it's kind of funny to me to see rookie of the year at the little 500 for you. Yeah, that was, uh, I haven't, I hadn't ran a pavement sprint car, um, a pavement race period since 2008. So uh, that was a big uh, change, but uh, they have a really, really cool event there. Uh, Obviously unique, even, um, as as asphalt's concerned, it's even unique. 500 laps in a sprint car is pretty wild. So um, I felt like I would do good. You know, I was pretty patient, and uh, we wound up, I think, ninth. Uh, our car was definitely not as good as we would have liked it to be. But uh, Rob is going to make some changes. He built that car in a, in the garage there at Hoffman Auto Racing. Um, 
himself. So uh, for the frame and everything from a stick of tubing. So we're going to make some changes next year, and hopefully we can chip away at it and get a little closer to winning. It's uh, definitely a unique atmosphere. The fans there are pretty diehard, and, and it's great. And Anderson Speedway does a great job running that race and uh, probably one of the most welcoming and accommodating track staffs that I've dealt with so far. Well, how demanding is that race as a driver to go around that many times? Is it pretty demanding physically? Um, yeah, I think mentally probably more so. I think like at the beginning, I think maybe like lap 50 or something, I actually started to cramp in my leg, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a, a long, long race, race <laughs> if I can make it. Uh, but luckily I was able to kind of, I don't know if I was just, uh, my adrenaline was going too much or what, but I was able to shake it and and get kind of in a rhythm. Probably the, that middle to last two or 300 laps goes by a lot faster than the, the first. Um, but, yeah, there was time, you know, I was just like, how is this race going to work? We're starting three wide. Um, you know, when do I go? When do I don't? When, you know, when do I wait? And um, I was able to kind of predict, you know, see a couple crashes coming in advance and, right. and miss those. And that was uh, pretty crucial in gaining positions. It's not easy to, super easy to pass there till the end when everything gets kind of strung out. I think you won at uh, Bloomington Sheldon Kinzer Memorials. Well, how, talk about that race a little bit. Yeah, that was one of our uh, kind of flexed our uh, mechanical muscle at that one. That was a super, super slick, slick track that night, and we kind of threw all our secrets at it and were able to kind of run through the middle and win that race. So um, when you can do that and kind of beat everybody at the shop, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoy those wins probably the most. Um, I'm not a super, you know, flamboyant driver, I guess you could say. So we try to to get our work done before we get there. And fortunately, all our uh, our notes and everything gave us a really good car. And we were able to to you know have a, a dominant car in that race. Yep. What are you, what are your plans for the shootout and the Chili Bowl coming up? Are you going to run the shootout? Yeah, I'll run the shootout. Uh, my kids love going to the shootout, and that's kind of my I get to kind of have my Christmas with my family at that time. So um, I'm going to run for uh, Kevin Reed in the stock non-wing and A class, and then run for Kelly Hink um, again in the outlaw classes. So if you see my kids uh, running around or look like they're lost, please direct them back to my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> How's the father life treating you, bud? That's good. I mean, we're obviously not a necessarily a normal lifestyle here, but the kids are, it's normal to them and, uh, fortunate to have wound up in Winchester, a good little small town with a lot of, you know, good things about it and got some, you know, good family and friends here. And, um, obviously we have family and friends all over the country, which is probably one of the coolest parts about seeing your kids, um, you know, have be able chance to travel and, and have people that they know and love all over the country, yeah. um, which obviously they think it's normal, but they will eventually, you know, figure out that it's not normal to have <laughs> houses to stay in and people to, you know, give you Christmas gifts in five different states. So what, what, what uh, you it, also... it's just really cool to watch them grow up and, and you know, love the, not necessarily the racing specifically, but the things about the racetrack that um, makes it such a great family sport. Will you ultimately homeschool your kids? No, I don't think so. Um, that's another positive thing about the USAC sprint car schedule is 
our um, travel is not near as much as other series. So the bulk of the races are in the summer and they're pretty close to home. So that late, um, you know, early summer, late spring area, and then the early fall, we're still kind of just around here. So uh, we can get away with only maybe missing a day of school here and there for those races or, uh, you know, they might just skip a couple, but I just think the social aspect uh, of school is pretty important. And I do too. We just don't have time to homeschool them properly either. So, yeah. um, I feel like there'd be a lot of procrastination going on and, uh, not a lot of learning. So yeah, we're vis- uh, cause, uh, self-admittedly CCM and I either one or not, <laughs> we're both bad procrastinators. So <laughs> that wouldn't be a good, uh, that might not be good for the kids, right? Okay. We're visiting right. before time. Uh, USAC Sprint Cart Series champion, Brady Bacon. Brady, before we let you go, the plans for next year, everything stay the same, kind of do what you've been doing? Yeah, pretty much. I think Fatheads is, uh, we talked to them, we're coming back on board, Hoffman 69. Um, you know, we have tons and tons of, of great sponsors that have been with us for many, many years that help make this possible. Uh, Western Flyer Express from Oklahoma, Telstar, Mike and Megan Eubanks are still with us and supporting us. i uh, got some new people, I think, coming on board. Crestman Sanitation out of South Dakota. Um, so we're going to run the full USAC non-wing sprint car deal, uh, run a little bit for uh, the Hinks and the midget stuff. I think we're going to try to do some wing stuff with the Hinks as well. Um, and then the, the Outlaws got their new non-wing series. Um, which is going to be, I think, hopefully great for non-wing sprint car racing to kind of give us a, a few extra races to supplement our schedule, and we'll try to do uh, as many of those as we can as well. So we'll have our plate full as usual, promoting a few races again, and uh, just uh, try to win another championship. Uh, is there any chance that you're going to go up and try to run that uh, 50000 to win uh, Dirt Cup race up at Skagit this year? Is there going to be a chance you might make it up there? Um, it's usually not easily done with our schedule, so we'll just kind of have to see. Obviously, we have a great relationship with Triple X chassis yep. up in that area, so uh, um, I've had and I have some friends and some people that come help us at the races sometimes from that area that uh, always ask me to come run that race. But we will uh, just have to see kind of how the schedules play out, how things are going, and uh. You know, at that point of the year, it's kind of uh, you make your decisions a few weeks in advance, yeah, not yeah. Uh, not months in advance. So, um, other than the USAC National Sprint Car Schedule, that's all. That's 100 percent set in stone, and everything else just kind of we do what we feel makes the most sense at the time. I'm kind of bummed out that Husets and Dirt Cup are scheduled against <laughs> each other. I, I just don't know how that happens, but it, it does sometimes. So, yeah, they're I mean, 24 hours apart from each other, so. Yeah, um, that's a pretty big, pretty big gap, and they're running completely yeah. different classes of cars. So, um, I like I said, I haven't even looked at the schedules com- comparatively like that. And obviously, we'll be at Houston if that's a USAC race there, um, and uh, see if we can uh, better ourselves one spot in that event. That's a hell of a race track. I, I, I love I'd that love, place. I'd, man. I'd like to go there to it's see that. One of my favorite places. All right. Well, yeah, Brady- it's a super nice place. Yeah, for sure. Brady, thanks for getting up and taking the time with me. But I so appreciate it, man. I, every time I reach out to you, you always say yes, and and it's uh, always appreci- preci- appreciated, I should say. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, buddy. Thank we'll, you. We'll Congratulations. talk to you, Brady. Yep. 
Thank See, you. All right. Merry Christmas. There's Brady Bacon, four-time USAC Sprint Car Series. He's another guy that's easy to root for. I always great guy. Listen, I always pull for Brady. Oh yeah, how can you not? I, I mean, great guy. I, I, whenever he's running up towards the front, and it looks like he's got a chance to win. I immediately start pulling for Brady. Oh, absolutely. I'm with you all the way on that. Yeah. He just a he just kind of like Blake Hahn. Easy guy to root for. Yeah, he's just a good guy. Good family man. Has done a great job with his career, and and he's smart. You know, yeah. the thing about Brady is, is that he's done a lot for himself through his own mind. You know, he's he, he's made the decisions where to take his career and how he's going to go about doing it and who he partners himself up with. And he's a very smart businessman, Brady Bacon is. He just, you know what? He's just a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Just cool. That's kind of the way I describe him. Right. For sure. As your power steering pump ages, seal leaks may occur, causing the power steering system to lose fluid. Your power steering system may also develop an annoying squeal, and the steering may become more difficult to handle. By using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will stop the seal leaks, reduce slack in rack and pinion, eliminate the squeals and hard spots in your power steering system. It is guaranteed to stop seal leaks or your money back. Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. It works. Hey, everybody, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and if you're not listening to the Racing Boys, then you've got some sort of head problems. you got to listen to the Racing Boys. Get her done! Track Talk. 